Blog Talk Radio. Yes, stay right there. That's coming from Yuna. You are listening right now to Indie Review Radio with myself, C2 from Rachel. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm the A-P-L. <laughs> Rachel from the A-P-L. <laughs> I think I'm almost rhyming. I think I'm almost rhyming. Thank you guys for tuning in um, to Interview View Radio today. Another beautiful Saturday afternoon, and we have a great show lined up for you today. We have two guests today. 
Oh yeah, so it's, it's power packed. Exactly. Let's let's get your greeting on and popping, and then absolutely, absolutely, because the grill is full. We got a lot of guests on the grill right now absolutely. for the Memorial Day weekend. So. I say to everybody listening to us right about now, no matter how you were doing that, man, woman, or child, good morning, good afternoon, good night, buenas noches, buenos dias, sac passe, konnichiwa, salam, namaste, assalamu alaikum, malafia, parev, good day, mehoma, bonjour, bonsoir, what up, son, what up, though, what the business is, bon dia, alita lakashke, where you at, Neff? I hope you're here with us right now. <laughs> you know, that sounds very similar to what you said last week, so I think that means that you've pretty much memorized your hello greeting to the world. That's a beautiful thing. Yes. That is a beautiful thing. So, see, last week you were on uh, on location in Philly. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so tell us what you're up to. Right. So last week I was um, out in Philly, in West Philly to be precise, at the ECBOC convention, which takes place every year. And what ECBOC is, it stands for the East Coast Black Age of uh, Comics Convention. And it basically gives everyone a look into all of the comic book writers, the fans, the retailers, and everything surrounding that whole entire world. is arts and graphic novels and, uh, you know, panel discussions, different workshops and film screenings and stuff like that all takes place at this one particular convention with it centered around, you know, people of color, uh, men and women doing their thing, discussing, you know, their work and their art. And it was a very, very great, great um, event and function, as it is always every year. They're in their 11th year doing this now. It's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And then, you know, it's such a great energy to be surrounded by that creativity. Mm-hmm. So we, did it spark any inspiration in you? Do we Are we looking for any new developments from C? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I've been um, developing my own superhero character True. in my mind for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so... Um, and that's that's something that, you know, one day it may come to paper or it might not, but definitely, you know, spark that whole energy again with me. So you may be seeing some things with that. Uh, his name is, wouldn't happen to be Kev Lawrence, would it, the superhero? No, no, absolutely oh, not. Okay. okay. This, is, this is totally my uh, invention and my separate thing. It, it has nothing to do with anybody else. It, it's all, awesome. yeah, it, it, it's all me. So, you know, we might even see this, but this is like a long time to come. So, but just to answer your question, it did spark that particular creativity in my mind again to get back to that. Ah, okay. Yeah. Nice. We want to give a big shout out to our guest in the chat room, guest 1001. Uh, we don't see your name, but we appreciate you all the same. And Lady Ginger. What's up, Mama? I hope that you're having a fantastic Saturday and that you enjoy the rest of this beautiful Memorial Day weekend. Yes. The intellectual coin phraser is Absolutely. <laughs> now we um, T-shirts and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. She, she's probably, like, making some kind of secret and not giving anybody any like she does, you know. <laughs> That's funny. And then she'll tell us next week. Well, you know, I made this and I made that, and you know, it was good and excellent. But we never get a taste. You know, they're cooking some ackee and saltfish for brunch. It's a mimosa, <laughs> pomegranate mimosa. 
I know. I'm going to make can we like, can we get a taste? You know? Hey, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come on. Let's pull it together. I mean, really. But anyway, we got to uh, get things moving because, like I said before, we got a lot of things going on, some guests, and uh, we got some new music as well. You know, yeah. some stuff yeah. from uh, Michelle and Dago Cello coming up, Bilal, uh, another artist, Lady Daisy. There's a whole bunch of stuff on the show today. So That's awesome. I wanted to share with you last week that after um, the show, I'm sorry, the next day, Sunday, I uh, went to a breakfast for the lady of, the first lady of Niger with Yuande. Oh. It was amazing. Right. Um, I do have some pictures on Facebook. But it was just a very small, intimate group of people that she wanted to speak to about some of her initiatives in the country of Niger. And, um, I mean, it was just, it was awesome. And as I posted on my page, you know, when when you're amidst such um, dignitaries, it just really reminds us that we are world citizens, you know, that we have to think beyond our immediate surroundings and um, understand that we can affect change, not just in our communities, but on a world platform. It was really amazing. It was very nice. Beautiful. For those of you that are friends on Facebook, feel free to chat to, um, you know, stop by the page. And there's, I posted tons of pictures on there. So, yeah, it was really nice, though. Yes, now, now, were you hanging out last night? You sound a little, uh, a little drained. No, a little I'm just a little, no, I'm just a little, my voice is just a little hoarse. That's all. It's probably from exercising because, you know, exercise is the devil. So I've been working <laughs> on um, <laughs> I've been working out. And it's training my voice, my vocal cord. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad my trainer is listening because he might give me an extra push-up or something. But, uh, no, all is well. Yeah, just my throat just a little dry. You know what it is? I don't have my tea. That's what it is. Okay, okay. Well, we're going to let you, uh, you know, get that and, uh, you know, build up the voice back. And uh, we're going to get to some music. We're going um, to go a little something. You know, we're going to and would be free and zip and do some when I go. So everybody else goes out, stay tuned in, call us six four six four seven eight five one two three. Email us in review C V at gmail dot com. <laughs>
That is the number. Email us to IndieReviewCD at gmail.com. We do definitely check that, and we've been getting some some great music over there and some great links to artists and stuff. Yes, and the calendar is filling up, so make sure you you get your bid in early. Make sure you send us the good stuff so that we can put you on the calendar and have you on the show. Um, Lots of synergies have been created from folks coming on this show. You know, some collabos, which, you know, when they're finalized, we'll be sure to bring them to light. But really it's all about sharing um, information, resources, as it pertains to all things independent, not just music, but, you know, authors, film, all, all of that stuff, you know. We appreciate those that are out there doing it and doing it well. 
Absolutely. I think we may have someone on the line. Let's let's see if it's someone on the line, someone that's just, just listening out being shy. Let's let's see who we got here. <laughs> Hello, any review. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hello, my name is Silla Kay, and uh, I was listening to the radio. Uh, I was actually contacted um, by Christopher. <laughs> you, are, okay. you are on you are live. Our guest on the show today. You are on the show live right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, my Welcome. goodness. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. So, Silla Kay. I'm doing great. Thank you. You're great. Thank you for well, inviting me on your show. Of course. Now, we detect an accent. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm originally from the Caribbean. Uh-huh. Uh, I was born in a small island in the Caribbean called Guadeloupe. Yes. Um, so it's it's actually a French island. So this yes. is where the, the accent is from. <laughs> yes. So for our listeners that aren't familiar with you, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I actually started composing very early. Uh, I started composing when I was 9, 10, and I was still living in Guadeloupe. Uh, And I came to New York, and and this is where I started um, um, creating my music in New York. So um, I'm a producer, I'm a singer, and uh, I do soul music. It's a mix of soul, jazz and funk music. And how did you get, how did you begin at 10 years old? I mean, most of us are playing with Barbies or watching cartoons. What inspired <laughs> you to compose, to start composing at the age of 10? Well, um, it's it's just something that's been in me for a while. Um, I would I would come up with melodies when I was very young. Um, and um, even when I would be sleeping, I, I would wake up with melodies in my head. Wow. And the thing is that um, I didn't record them at the time. So, you know, it's it's kind of sad because I lost a lot of the ideas that I had at this time. But later on, I realized I had to find a way to remember about all those concepts I had. And I started recording them uh, when I was in high school. Uh, and I would record them on tapes. Uh, then later on, when I came to New York, I still had those tapes with me. Uh, and I was playing the guitar, playing the piano as well. So I started, to, I started putting all those ideas into something tangible, you know. Right. Uh, I also happened to meet a producer in New York, and he helped me out a lot. And this is how, you know, I was able to uh, create my first album. Awesome. And what what inspired the music? Like, what was your musical influence? What did you hear when you were composing? Uh, well, basically, I I like traveling a lot, so traveling was definitely a big help. Uh, I also like listening to other artists, you know, to listening to what other artists were doing at the time. So. You know, I, I really liked what I would hear on the radio at the time, D'Angelo, Lauren Hill, um, Erica Badu. Um, you know, it was just very inspire, inspiring for me. Uh, then later on, when I started producing, I would follow up what other producers were doing. Um, I listened to a lot of um, uh, tracks from Gennaro Jarrell, uh, Mad Lib, 
Uh, also, I would listen to um, what other artists from my country were, were doing as well. Right. Uh, so I was inspired by all of them, you know, and I, yeah. I tried to incorporate that in my music. Of course. And then when, when at some point, did you always know you wanted to be a performer? Well, uh, <laughs> yes, I knew. I knew from a okay. very early, early age. I knew I was going to be an artist. I didn't know uh, what exactly I would be doing because I used to be a painter at first. So I was into graphic arts at first, and uh, later on, um, music started being really my, my focus. Um, so, you know, it's, it's all, always something I, I was dreaming about um, doing someday. I just didn't know I would end up being a producer. Hmm. And when did you start performing? I started performing uh, back in Paris. Um, when I was uh, coming out of high school, I, I studied in Paris. Uh, so I was 18 years old. I would perform in bands, in, in soul bands, mostly uh, and then when I came to New York later on, I, I also performed in New York, in, mostly in the Lower East Side. Right. Where all yeah. the little club spots are, and that's the hot spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and was it, did you, was it a big culture shock for you coming from the islands and then from overseas and then to New York, you know? Did you feel um, lost, or were you just inspired? Well, um when I grew up in the Caribbean, I, I later on moved to Paris. So that was mm-hmm. already a big city. Yes. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, come, I came from Paris to New York, so I was already used to, to living in a, in a big city at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, though, the difference uh, would be about the, the people. You know, the, the way people would interact among themselves was very different. And when I came to New York, I just fell in love with New York because the people were very, the energy was amazing. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, it definitely helped me out a lot into uh, being able to create a lot more. And I became a little more independent in what I was doing. Uh, uh, so definitely, New York was a big turn, big turn in right. my life. Of course. Yeah, definitely. And, it, and you've worked with quite a few people. How do you connect yourself like how do you how did you get involved in the pulse of the music in New York coming from a different country uh well I I think I've been very fortunate as well I uh, I remember I was going to school I the reason why I came to New York was uh, uh for school I was uh, I was studying history mm-hmm. and uh I I happened to meet a very very um, nice producer uh, in the Lower East Side, who actually gave me an appointment uh, so that I could uh, uh, sing the ideas I had to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I went to his studio. We talked together for a while, and uh, later on he asked me to, to sing those ideas I had. And when he heard them, he was, uh, he was blown away. He said, we have to work together. <laughs> so we worked together from that point. Uh, I created my first album, and then uh, I produced my second album. Okay. And have you produced for anyone else? Well, not yet. 
have okay. been producing for for uh, for for myself all, all those years, but I really and I would love to, to um, start producing for somebody else. So um, name us your wish your wish list. Give us like three or four people that you have, that you have on your wish list. Uh, from the time we started posting songs on MySpace, that was back in two thousand and four. Uh, uh, my producer and I had an amazing response. So we were contacted by other artists uh, who were signed, um, mostly with, with Sony, BMI, EMI, and, 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 all, and other, other major um, labels. So we worked with, uh, with an artist called Junius Bervine, who was touring at the time uh, with Lauren Hill and D'Angelo. He worked with us uh, and uh, helped us finish a song. And we also worked with uh, Mr. Khalil from um, the Bush Babies, uh, who worked with Moss Def and Talib Kweli at the time. So, you know, it, it, it's been an amazing, uh, amazing thing that I was able to, to work with those two. Uh, and later on, I worked with a, a great producer called Gennaro Durrell uh, that and he really inspired me as well to continue producing. Okay. And who who have you not worked with yet that you would like to work with? Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, there is an artist right now that I really like. Her name is uh, her name is Mutsina. Um, she's she's a, a a really talented soul soul artist and producer that I would love to work with. Uh, there's also another artist that you probably know about. Her name is Ishe. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's, yeah, she's amazing. I love her vocals and I love her, uh, the soulfulness that she um, she has in her songs and in, in her lyrics and the way she's able to uh, to incorporate all that in her music. So, you know, I contacted her and I really want to uh, work with her. Absolutely. Now, um, you said that you met um, David Patillo on the way to an audition, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What was that well, for? Like, time... were, were you acting? Were you like, what was the audition <laughs> no, for? No, no, no. <laughs> At the time, I was uh, signed with a modeling agency, oh, and okay. he happened to be sharing uh, uh, a part of the of the place with the the modeling agency, and. Um, I met him in the elevator. I had no idea uh, that was a recording studio that was sharing with the modeling agency. And he explained to me, you know, what kind of music he was working on and everything. And we started um, talking from that very uh, occasion. Beautiful, beautiful. So what's the differences or, or are the differences between what you were doing in the modeling world as opposed to music? Uh, I felt like I felt like in the modeling world uh, things were a little more uptight. Uh, I didn't feel like I could create, you know. I felt like I, there were so many things I could do that I um, were not able to do, you know. I at some point I felt my my place was more behind the camera, you know. I I, more, I, I wanted to have the, the ability to create more, and I didn't have this opportunity when I was modeling at the time. Um, so it was frustrating, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that at some point uh, I was going to 
end up in the music industry because this is something that I always uh, been thinking about, and uh, it really gave me the ability to uh, create my own stuff. And right. what, what advice would you give? Uh, you know, there's New York is a haven for you know raw, untapped talent and people that are interested yeah. in involved in the music scene, as whether they're producers or composers. What what advice would you give those that are listening that are interested in doing the same thing that you've done? Well, um, I would definitely say that the most important thing is to never give up. It's okay to feel down sometimes because it's a tough mm-hmm. industry and it's, it's a tough city, uh, but um, the most important thing to remember about is that you uh, you should always be creating. Because once you stop the flow of creation, you know, you, you're kind of losing a part of who you are. So it's very important to keep creating, and uh, the rest will follow. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, and you coming from a, you know, totally different landscape can see yeah. a lot of times that happens when you come to it, get in the influx of the activity and what's popping and what's really popular. Now, can you share the difference between composing and producing? Well, composing, usually when you compose, you come up with the melody, you come up with, uh, uh, and you don't use samples. A lot of producers use samples, uh, which means, you know, uh, a part of a track that already exists, right? But when you're composing, you basically create the the whole melody yourself. Um, When you're composing, you're basically doing everything from scratch. Uh, so it's very important to be able to uh, have access to different instrument, instruments and uh, um, to basically start start creating your music, your lyrics, and uh, um, from that point, you know, nothing is impossible. And how many instruments do you play? Uh, I play the guitar and I play mm-hmm. a little piano. A little piano. It's amazing how no. everyone always plays just a little. <laughs> yeah, just a little, <laughs> just to get me by. <laughs> right. Just I'm still <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely better at the guitar than, than uh, I am at the piano. Yeah. And, so, and now, you know, you mentioned Isha because we've had her on the show before. We really enjoy her music. How did you two meet? Wow. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, we met through uh, Janeiro Joel, who is a very, uh, uh, very, very uh, inspiring producer uh, um, that I worked with, uh, who I worked with a few a uh, few years ago, and uh, he was talking to me about her. I, I, at the time, I didn't know about her music at all, uh, but he uh, he's the one who uh, who told me who she was and. Um, I I listened to her album, um, her first album, uh, and I really fell in love with her voice and the way she would use her vocals and uh, and the soulful way she would she would come up with with intriguing melodies. You know, I really liked her stuff. And uh, from that point, I talked to her, and um, I think we we we're gonna work together soon. Oh, please let us know. It'd be awesome. And I, I do yeah. that. I- she lives 
all the way on the West Coast. You're all the way on the East Coast. Neither one of you are assigned to a major machine. So just to prove the point that it's amazing what can happen when you put the intent and energy behind it. Definitely. I'd love to uh, to see that happen. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I just... Uh, I just have to find a way to uh to uh write to her again and probably produce something and uh and uh we're gonna work together on that on that track. That will be awesome. Definitely. Talking to Silica right now here on Indie Review, call us six four six four seven eight five one two three. Email us indie review C D at gmail dot com. We've asked a couple more questions, and then we're going to let you um, enjoy this beautiful, beautiful day out here uh, on a Saturday. <laughs> now, what were some of the um, experiences that you were able to ascertain from going to Sarah Lawrence College that, you know, you're able to apply to what you do today? Well, um, my background is, 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 has nothing to do with music, actually. Um, I was studying history. Uh, at Sarah Lawrence College, but even at that time, uh, I knew that I had to keep creating. Uh, so you know, I, I I was amazed by the fact that you could um, uh, learn history, but you could also take uh, art classes. You know, take classes that had nothing to do uh, with your original background. So at at Sarah Lawrence College, I was able to uh, to take music classes. Uh, as well, and uh, this definitely encouraged me to uh, continue in the music uh, um, field. Right. Now, uh, when was the last time you were back at the Guadalupe, and where are the, like, real, real choice places to go to there? Like, because I've never been there, so I would like to go. So so tell me where uh, would be the places to go there, not the, the good spots that the locals know. Uh, well, um, Guadalupe is is, uh, is pretty small, but uh, there's another island that is part of Guadalupe that that's called Saint Martin. Uh, there's okay. a French part, a Dutch side, and also an English side. So um, you know, there's many things to see as far as uh, um, like you know, if you like beautiful weather beaches and, you know, the beautiful sand, white sand beaches. Um, the island used to be famous for its uh, coffee. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and um, now, right now they're pr- producing a really nice um, uh, rum. So, you know, it's, it's what they're known for. Uh, um, but uh, they also have amazing artists. And you uh, happen to have a very uh, nice line of soul artists coming from the Caribbean, coming from from Guadeloupe. So if you would come to Guadeloupe, I would definitely take you to a live show uh, so that you could enjoy the music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, you you do realize that before we start every show, Sea Truth sends greetings to everyone in the world. Um, We may not have your greeting, like, is there a special greeting for your friends and family that we need to add to our list of hellos? Yeah, I would love to say hello to my family in Paris. And uh, uh, also I would love to say uh, hello to uh, um, my uh, a couple of producer friends that I have in California. 
Uh, and I know they're listening to this show right now. <laughs> oh, are so they? I'm saying well, hi we welcome them. them. So how, yeah, do, yeah. how do you say hello? So how do you say hello um, in Guadeloupe? Oh, it's it's uh, the same thing in French. You would say bonjour. Bonjour, okay. Well, bonjour. you have that on your list, right? See, you already say bonjour. That's already <laughs> on there. Yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's been a staple on okay. there. Oh, so, nice. So I was saying that, see, truth, before we start every show, he says hello in different languages to everyone listening around the world. Oh, so, yeah, so let, I'm going to let you hear it in case you weren't tuned in, you know, at the beginning of the show, Silla. So I say good morning, good afternoon, good night, when there's no chance going to be here. Konnichiwa, salam, namaste, assalamu alaikum, sak pase, alafia, parev, good day, nehoma, bonjour, bonsoir, what up, son, what up, though, bon dia, alita, wakashke, where you at next, what the business is. There you go. Wow, that's impressive. So is there anything that we need to add to that? Oh, that sounds pretty. Pretty. Close so far, I think I heard everything I I, I okay. knew. <laughs> I okay. even heard I even heard some Haitian Creole. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's great. Yes, That's indeed. amazing. <laughs> so, what what show coming up where people can actually see you live and in the per, in person? And what is like your website, your Twitter, and et cetera, so people can actually become more familiar with you and and get your music. All right, my website uh, my website address is uh, sillakmusic.com, and I have an upcoming show uh, in LA, uh, uh, which is going to be uh, in August, uh, and also I have upcoming shows in New York um, in September. Everything, all the information is going to be posted on my website, sillakmusic.com. Lovely. So we're going to get into your your song better, and uh, just give us a quick background and and, and lead us into that. All right. Um, you're talking about easy to love, right? Uh, I'm talking about uh, better. Or was that the original name to it? Easy to love. Oh yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, basically, we uh, we were working at the time with uh, Genius Burvine, and that's the first track. Uh, we worked with him uh, uh, on, and uh, it was the idea was to create a song that was uh, inspired by summertime, you know. Um, so something easy to listen to and something very soulful at the same time. Lovely. So we, we want to thank you for uh, being on the program and extending yeah. the invitation to you know Guadalupe. Which which I will take you up on. So when I'm ready to go out there, yeah. I'll definitely be contacting you. Make sure that no you check problem. in with us and let us know all the stuff that you have going on anytime. Feel free to contact us or you know shoot us an email or comment to the show and let us know what you have what you have going on. I can't hear you anymore. Hello. Oh, I said make sure that you call us anytime and let us know what you have going on. No problem, I will. I will. I have your email, so I'm definitely going to contact you. Good, okay. and we'll put it up on the blog and the whole nine. No problem, I will. Mm-hmm. Thank you for inviting me again. Thanks no for stopping by. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. It's Andy Review here on a beautiful, beautiful Saturday, 646-478-5123. That is the number. Uh, email is indiereviewcd at gmail.com. We've got more on the way. Another guest coming up uh, from yes, New Music do. as well. And uh, this is Silla Kay right here with her song called Better. 
Yes, indeed. Any review radio, call us. Seven eight five one two three. Email us in the review cd at gmail dot com. It's myself, C True for HL here with you on a beautiful, lovely, lovely Saturday. Absolutely gorgeous. <clears throat> and don't forget to like, um, to check out and like and follow the blog in the review for you dot dot com. All of our previous shows are there. Every last one of them. All of our pre- previous guests are there. Every last one of them. And uh, again, don't forget to like because we want to see you. <clears throat> and then you guys will get, you know, the latest and greatest. Everything that we post will come directly to you first. Exactly, exactly. And what's the um the intellectual hotline as well? You would ask me that since I don't have it directly in front of me. <laughs> but well, we'll, 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 we'll get it. Out. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll let them know what that is. And just so you know what the hotline is prior to getting the number, it's it's the number that you call in and share your views or feedback on the show um, so that we can play your feedback on the air. So, in essence, you're doing a drop, and you're saying how much you like Rachel and see true. <laughs> um, <laughs> or just, you know, just shouting us out on the show, what have you. But, yeah, we definitely will get um, – we will compile those voice messages and get them played on the air. So by the time you hear from me again, I'll be giving you that number. Definitely, definitely. Well, in the meantime, between time, I do believe we have a, another beautiful, lovely, wonderful guest joining us right now on the program. Another beautiful who, guest. I love it. Who do we have with us yes. right now? Was I correct in that statement? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. can Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Well, we're excited to have you here, too. And you know how excited we are? How? (laughs) I'm I'm bowing as we speak. (laughs) That's not like the studio audience. That's not the lie. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Thank you. Our live studio audience that's not so live. It's okay though. I'll take whatever I can get. Okay. <laughs> so how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm on uh this tour and uh just uh, had an incredible show in Springfield, Massachusetts last night. Uh, so now I'm uh, headed uh, back to Atlanta to kind of regroup to get ready to do Texas. And, okay. Uh, Are you performing when you come back to Atlanta? I am. I actually closed my tour in Atlanta um, at uh, Smith's uh, Old Bar, uh, which is uh, in uh, in Atlanta proper. I guess I guess that's how you say it. Honestly, I'm I'm still fairly new to Atlanta. I've been in Atlanta just Me over a year. Me too, Carmen. Um, Me too. <laughs> I just moved here too. Absolutely. So, but I, yeah, I actually get to close my tour in Atlanta on June 16th awesome. at Soul Bar. Okay. So you've been all. So your last three shows. Well, you just started a tour, right? Was it? Uh, yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Absolutely. Actually, I started okay. last week and um, had some great shows in New York and DC, uh, Springfield, Mass. Heading down to Texas for some shows. Uh, then uh, to St. Louis. Uh, then I actually uh, close it out in Atlanta. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we get too far into the interview, why don't you share with our listeners who you are? Who's Carmen Rogers? Well, uh, let's see. That's, I'm a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> but 
I know that's real generic. That's that's quite well, but general, but to the perfect audience because so are they. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, honestly. That's really kind of, as an independent artist, what you have to be these days. You have to wear a few different hats to mm-hmm. make it happen. So I definitely consider myself an artist. I'm a singer and songwriter. Uh, I dabble in production, more so in the kind of the creation of the sound I want in the studio. Uh, I also, um, I'm a business person as well. I have to have some sort of business acumen to be able uh, to kind of, keep this moving as an independent artist and uh, a humanitarian, philanthropist, uh, um, activist, you name it, I'm, I just try to stay involved, uh, whether it be creatively or in the community. I try, I try to stay involved. Mm. And what are some of the things that drive you to, be, to your activism in the community? You know, it really just helping people. Um, I have uh, a heart for people and people that are hurting and in need, and so wherever I can, uh, try to to get involved and try to make a difference. That's what I do. Okay. Are you working with any groups in particular that we should know about? Or how you know we what? You know what? I'm I'm not sure. I guess. I guess you can say this on the radio, but uh, ACSS is the Atlanta Center for Self-Sufficiency. Um, it's a it's a Atlanta-based nonprofit organization uh, that help people that are homeless get work okay. back on their feet. Awesome. And uh, you can provide. Please look them up because you can do something as simple as going through your closet and seeing if you have old suits um, to help them for a job interview. You can, you know, as as well as volunteers. So I would say, especially for my Atlanta uh, Atlanta listeners, please, if you can, support ACSS. Fantastic organization. Is it ACSS? Uh, actually, ACS is in Sam. S is in Sam. Self sufficiency. Atlanta Center oh, okay. for Self Sufficiency. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Got it. We will do. We'll do. We like to support that kind of stuff. So, as our, you know, we have listeners that are. Also, musicians and producers, and a lot of artists that tune into the show. Yeah, what is, what are some of the things? And as an independent artist, you know, we hear more and more. You know, indies have been touring for years. You know, um, <laughs> absolutely. Seriously, like like you go on the road, and and you know, you and and I know you develop the most amazing relationships while you know traveling and meeting like minds. But what are some of the things that an artist needs to do before they prepare themselves to go on the road? Oh boy, really rest up. That's number one. Uh, rest up because it is definitely uh, the road is a grind. It's fun uh, being able to do your art and leave that stage and actually be able to touch the people that uh, are listening to you and feeling you and giving back what you give to them. Uh, but it, it's, it's a lot of work, you know. I think a lot of people don't realize, especially those who get to come and enjoy the artist, they don't realize that that artist is actually up there working. Uh, yeah. That the moment they, yeah, that the moment they sing that first note until they shake that last hand, all of that is work, um, and it's a lot of energy and a lot of yourself that you're giving out every single night. So you know, just rest up. Uh, for those who believe in prayer, definitely pray up and try to have a team of people that can support you both on the road as well as at home that can keep it moving for you. Uh, while I'm on the road, there's still things moving. There's still music that has to be. Know, finished up. There's still uh, producers that have to be contacted. There are still relationships that have to be uh, get massaged in some ways as we prepare 
third record. Um, so you, you need a team of people that support you and that can be behind you to help you keep things moving. So if you can get a team together of people you trust, uh, get plenty of rest, uh, eat well, you know, treat your body like a temple, treat your voice like it's an instrument, and uh, and you can do this. Awesome, awesome. Now we know that you were on a hiatus for a little while from the music business. Yeah. Uh, was that hiatus inspired by anything in particular, and what came out of that downtime? You know what? Honestly, it was a combination of things. It was both self-imposed. I, I definitely needed a break. I actually went back to school, and I did some things uh, just to kind of grow my gift and, and be a better artist and musician. Uh, but also, honestly, you know, this this industry has a lot of hard knocks, and I have to sit out a, a bad deal. And yeah. <laughs> so to, to do that, um, I, I had to sit out a contract and but while I was sitting out that contract, I was working. I was working to maintain relationships. I was working to develop new relationships, musical relationships, as well as business relationships, and really getting ready to. And when I came back, I had to come back hard. So a lot of writing, a lot of meditating, a lot of time to grow my craft. And I think that that was really important to me. I wanted people to know that there was some growth when I returned. Um, so I, I took that time. Uh, although it wasn't totally something I wanted to do, it is right. definitely something I needed to do. Well, you know, you mentioned a bad deal, and we talk about that all the time on the show, how we have, you know, we there are still a very large amount of artists and musicians that think they want to be signed. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't really understand how that works and what that looks like. So when you say a bad deal, without going into all the gory details, of course, Explain a little bit what that means when you have to sit out, when you have to wait out of a deal. Well, basically, you're under contract potentially with a production company, potentially with a record label, uh, potentially with a management company. And uh, I was in a situation where my contract wasn't up, but I didn't want to make any more music with them because they did not have my best interests at heart. Um, and it was a, a situation that uh, I, we were losing. I was losing and they were winning. And so uh, to be able to move forward, to do my music the way I, I wanted to do it, the way I needed to do it, the way um, uh, that really could propel my career to the next level, I could not do it with this organization. And so I had to sit out the contract. And the contract was for, I think, a total of three years. And I think wow. I was possibly a year and a half, you know, definitely under two years in. And so had to sit out that and then try to work out another situation, which I did, which was fantastic, until that company was purchased by a larger company. And then we tried to renegotiate with the larger company. I'm not going to call any names. And then that company changed again. So <laughs> it really just, it just, you know, a lot of the artists can, and, and if, if anybody's doing their homework, you see that the industry has changed tremendously the past five years, uh, that there are really only a couple, a handful of major labels, and they're being and right. all of the smaller labels were gobbled up, and that's basically what happened. And so um, I had situations that looked good uh, in theory and looked good on paper, uh, but really, you know, they, they weren't, they couldn't be sustained. And so... Um, so all the while, I said, you know what, this is something I can continue to do on my own. 
it started on my own with a small team of people who believed in me, and I can continue doing it and continue doing that. So that's what I'm doing now. And so released free a few years ago, and then The Bittersweet came out as an EP just last year. And so now I'm getting ready for my third project, uh, Intermission, this fall. And what was the shift for you? Obviously, at some point, you were interested in, you know, going into that relationship with one of the majors. What was the shift for you? What made you decide, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own? Well, you know, it's uh, you probably hear often uh, artists say they want to have creative freedom and be able to kind of uh, self-direct as far as the, uh, where they want to go and what type of music they want to give to the band. And under a major label, you in a lot of ways, you lose that power. You actually have to earn that power. Sure, you know, artists that have sold billions of records or uh, they they kind of, they go in and they can, they're able to renegotiate and say, okay, now that now that you see what I'm capable of and that I can sell records, now give me more, more freedom. Well, uh, that doesn't happen overnight. With, and with independent, being an independent artist, I get to determine the direction I want to go in. I get to say, this is the music I want to make. This is how I want to present it to to the people. This is how I want to present it to the fans. And then try to do that with the help of advisors and producers and, you know, and just a team of people to help you go that direction versus someone steering the ship for you. Um, I have the power to steer the ship myself, and that's something that, as independents, I think we really don't want to give that up. So the sacrifices, sure, we don't have the machine behind us. Sure, we may not sell as many records, but I tell you, at the end of the night, when I get to remember my my fans by name, I'll take that any day. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> a beautiful thing. And so, so, you've, so you've acquired, um, because a lot of people don't think they have the necessary tools to be independent. Yeah. Um, they feel like they're missing some some very fundamental thing. Well, money, basically. I guess that's what it yeah, boils down yeah. to is finance. But I, I see people do this. You know, they've learned how how to nurture and develop relationships. Um, and some of them actually have a job, believe it or not, that um, <laughs> that support what it is that they want to do. What is your take on that when people lack resources? You know what? I have to tell you, honestly, that that is something that is uh, possibly, I guess that you call it the Achilles heel of the independent life is how you're going to make this happen. And you know what? Uh, if you have to, I, I know someone who actually, uh, I know someone who actually, what do you call it, is it a second mortgage or took out a home equity oh, loan yeah, yeah. To, to put out their record and, and they were able to do so successfully. I know people that, I call it, you you work your day job to finance the dream. So right. you work, work that day job and stack your bread so that you can, uh, you know, you work 40 hours in the office and then you record 20 hours in the studio so that you can get that music out there, pulling resources from family members. But we also have a fantastic, fantastic tool now called Kickstarter. And this oh, yes. 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 Absolutely. This gives your fans and people who you can present and sell that vision to an opportunity to say, 
I'll pitch in $5. And let me tell you, you know, 100 people pitching in $5, obviously that adds up quickly. You know, 1,000 people pitching in $5, that adds up quickly. And fortunately, you can record your record at people's homes now, in your own home. You build relationships with producers, um, and you you barter. You know, you work you work what you have to make it happen. You don't have to go into the big studio and spend thousands of dollars recording a project anymore. You can do this for hundreds of dollars in the home and get a great sound if you just invest in a really good mic and a, and a decent preamp. There are ways that you can yeah. get this done without having to go broke. You can absolutely and you know, get it done. Those uh those campaigns are are a great way for fans, you know, people that support the projects to really have a hands on happens with the right to get involved. Like yeah. I supported this music video, I support this artist. Here's my five dollars and fifty nine cents to go to the next, you know, whatever. So I think it's great relationship building too. <clears throat> Absolutely. And there's even ways, you know, again, it's wearing those multiple hats. You are you are the artist, you're the marketer, you're your PR, you know, yes, you're, you're all of those things. And if you say, you know, if you give a certain amount, you get something exclusive, you know, you get a signed copy of all the records I've put out. Or, you know, there are just ways to really increase that awareness and increase your fans, you know, uh, they, they'll want to get involved. Your fans, especially, let me tell you, that's also why we love doing it this way because look, our fans are loyal, and they have been with us from the very, very beginning, and they want to see us succeed. They want us to make more music because they also they understand that this music is out there, that it exists, but that it's not getting to the mainstream. Radio doesn't necessarily support us. So they know the importance of us continuing to do what we do and us continuing to make that music. The fans will support us and get us there. Yeah, yeah. And and shout out to the team, you know, shout out to Fiona. We love Fiona. Fiona, Fiona Bloom, if you're listening love you, love you, love you, love you. She's the bloom effect. You what? The bloom effect, yes. The bloom effect. Yes, the bloom effect. She's blooming all over the place too and we appreciate it. And shout out to Shalay. Uh, Shalay Murray is my uh, is my coordinator, and I call her. She's really I don't I can't call her an assistant. She's really my project coordinator who kind of helps bring all of these things together. Especially while I'm on road, she she talks to everyone and maintains the schedule and and really kind of keeps keeps the boat moving. So shout out to Shalay if you're listening. Hey there. Now when you started putting your team together. Um, and we've had conversations about this, too, on the show. At some point, were you working with uh, relatives that you had to say thank you, but here's some people that are going to take me to the next level? Or <laughs> did you just, you know, cousin Pookie and them, that's always been, you know, they they book you for the neighborhood picnics and street fairs, and then you're like, okay, Pookie and them. <laughs> I have something else for you to do, but I need to bring in the, you know, bigger guns. You know what I mean? Like, how did you determine when it was time to put that team together? You know what? Honestly, I have never gone that route. I just know the value of separating your business from (laughs) from friendship and family. I learned learned that really early in my life, and and I've – kind of have an eye for looking at people and seeing what they're good at. And so yeah. I 
utilize that in what I do day to day as an artist and as you know as a business owner. And so I never brought in relatives, you know, maybe one or two to help me because I know I have uh, one one cousin who's super duper organized. She's actually borderline OCD, so I know that I can utilize her to help me with some, right some things. But honestly, I like to keep it separate. I like my family to support me and 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 help drive me uh, to do better and to because one day I would love to be able to support them because they've worked so hard to help me become the woman I am today. But other than that, I just like to see who's doing what and who's good at what and getting referrals and things wow. building from there. And really, some of it's just divine being in the right place at the right time. Right. And, um, and also, as and something else you asked, you know, giving artists um, advice, you have to be a, a person of your word. You have Absolutely. to have integrity. And I think that me being a person of my word and making sure that my positions get paid on time, making mm-hmm. sure that I, I, I do what I say I'm going to do, I follow up, and if anything changes, to communicate that um, that builds on reputation, and so I'm able to build relationships, and I've had these same relationships for years just for that reason. And so I, I just wanted to, to, to kind of lend that word to listeners as well, anybody that's trying to do this. You can't be trying to get over on anybody. It's just, <laughs> I don't care. Right. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care. Don't be jaded. Don't let anyone determine your path except you and, and doing right by people so that you can, can move this along. And if you do right by people, the right people will line up and be in your corner. And so I think that's really what I've been fortunate as well. Awesome. Well, we know that you are a busy woman, so we're not going to keep you uh, much longer. Really quickly, though, <clears throat> you mentioned your tour. Let us know any yes. dates you have coming up right away so that we can share that with the listeners and then how they can find you online. Absolutely. Three big dates that are coming up that I want everybody to listen for. Uh, St. Louis, I'll be at Lola's on Friday, June 14th. Oh, I probably should go in order. Actually, let's start in Dallas. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. I'll be at LaGrange. Uh, that's Thursday night at Dallas and Deep Ellum. That show's going to be absolutely incredible because it's kind of a homecoming, so I get to play with some of my favorite Dallas-based artists and musicians Everybody, I'm inviting them all out because they'll be in the house. Uh, some surprises mm-hmm. there as well. And then uh, Lola's in St. Louis, uh, that's June 14th, Thursday night. Uh, awesome venue with incredible uh, musicians. And then uh, June 16th, uh, that will be uh, closing it out in Atlanta at Smith Soul Bar. That show is going to be uh, very, very special uh, because all uh, you know Atlanta is full of some of the dopest musicians and singers and artists. And uh, I definitely have a couple of special guests that are going to be in the house. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend a little bit of that with us and share. That's a little thank bit of you. And real fast, I didn't tell everyone, you know, please check me out on my website, CarmenRodney.com, C-A-R-M-E-N-R-O-D-G-E-R-S.com. Also, I'm on Twitter, forward slash Carmen Rogers, R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Don't forget that, D, Carmen Rogers on Facebook. Also on Reverb Nation, and big shout-out to Reverb Nation uh, for making me a featured artist. Uh, I I saw that. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, so I think it's driven a lot of new fans to me as well. So if any of you are listening, thank you so much for listening to the music.
sick and enjoying it enough to want to see what I'm up to. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carmen. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Anytime. And see, I I think that we are going to... um, We're going to go first for a song right now. Uh, Carmen Rogers, it's me. That's what we're going to do, Carmen. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's me. Have a great day. You too.
That is the number. And uh, right about this time, you know you know what we do, right, show? We, we got to get yeah. an ID 100. One of our favorite parts of the show. Yes, indeed. So now, for those who aren't familiar, as I get my sounder in there, ready. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. from our brother, uh, Mr. Tavik, over there at Suntoucher. The artist is Lady Daisy. That's her name. Uh, She was born in Brooklyn, New York, and grew up on the road touring throughout the United States with her parents' band, and she started singing with them as soon as she could hold the mic, real, real young. And uh, she did covers from uh, top 40 artists such as Michael Jackson, Sister Fred, Cindy Lauper, Prince, all of those those great, great artists. And she's rocked venues since then around the globe, from the small, smoky clubs to the massive hip-hop festivals. And her message is one of love and inspiration. And uh, she presents her head nodding beats over her soulful singing voice, which she's been doing since the age of five, Miss Lady Daisy. She travels all across the globe, and I believe she's actually in Germany right now. So um, we'll catch up with her real, real soon on the program. Yeah. But um, our Indie 100 Artist of the Week is Miss Lady Daisy. And once again, thank, thank you to uh, Tamik over there at Suntoucher for actually uh, leading us to her and uh, making that recommendation. And her song is called Big Time. So we're going to do that, and we'll be back with some more.
Come in right there, new music from Lily K, right here on any review. And uh, we're about to wrap up right now, but uh, I like that new joint from Lily K. What do you think, Rachel? I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Those kids in Chicago are really doing it big. Peter Cottontail and Be Free and Lady K, Lily K, doing big yeah. things, big things, yes. big things. Yes, and this one was produced by uh, a dude by the name of Thelonious. Uh, okay. My favorite part in there was, was the pancake reference. <laughs> I like that reference. <laughs> yes, yes. We, I feel very um, blessed and privileged that we have access to such great music. And it's nonstop. It's nonstop. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, there's something I couldn't even get to today. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and, you know, Yawande was, um, did a free download for Africa Day yesterday for my favorite song on her album, One More Time. So uh, people that, you know, were able to download that song for free, have to check up with her and see how that went. It's a great song. Yes. Um, but we are at the end of another show, and this is the time where we um, offer you a daily slice, which is just a small sliver of life's pie, just something that you can carry around with you for the week. And today our daily slice is this. There is wisdom in accepting what you are. It's difficult to try to be what you're not. Being what you are doesn't require any effort. When you become wise, you accept yourself the way you are, and the complete acceptance of yourself becomes the complete acceptance of everyone else. So that is our daily slice for the day. For the week, actually. Um, acceptance, you know, of ourselves and of others' tolerance. And I think it just makes for um, a greater way for us to coexist and appreciate one another and all of the gifts that we all bring to the table. Absolutely. Definitely that. And uh, we're going to see you guys next week. And Rachel and I will be actually in the same studio, which woo, has been woo, a long time woo. since we've done that. So yeah. that's going to be a whole lot of fun. And shenanigans and such. And, and shenanigans. We might even talk. extend. The, look, we might even extend the show a little bit for you. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, and I think we're gonna have a little audience too, like live. We might have old. a couple of people from Scooby Snacks. It might be a party. <laughs> might be a party. <laughs> might so be a party. Definitely, <laughs> definitely make sure y'all tune in for that as you do each and every single week. And uh, check us out on Facebook. Email us indiereviewcd at gmail dot com and uh, join us back here next week. We're going to leave you with uh, some music from Michelle and Dege Ocello. Yeah, it's awesome. called uh, Petite Mort is the name of this one. And uh, great Lots show. of love and light to you guys. Lots of love and light to you. And see you here next week, same time, same place. Peace out. Thank you.